You are listening to our end of the year special entitled 2020, The Good, The Bad, and The WTF. This episode will feature our quick hitters format for the majority of the show. If you like what you hear, feel free to check out our Patreon page and support an independent podcast at patreon.com backslash highscore510. Thank you for listening and have a wonderful holidays and a happy new year. You are listening to High School 510, where sports is playing, comedy is compiling, and the sweet Jeeba is our chest fuel. Please sit back and enjoy the ride. DC, DC needs to just like, they just need to stop. stop. Just, that that Wonder Woman got high praise, man. <laughs> it always gets okay. high praise before it come out. I think it's going to be good, man. Wonder Woman 1984. I can right. tell you what I was doing in 1984. <laughs> I was getting burnt by my dad's cigarette while we watched the guy with the torch run by us during the Olympics. I was like, yeah, are you trying to give me the 3D experience? You just burned me with your damn cigarette. He's trying to have me on his back right. while smoking. Put a big business hedges scar on me. That wasn't a vaccine shot. That was missing hedges. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Missing <laughs> hedges could could cure some stuff. We don't know. Yeah, it could. It could. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. It killed his taste buds before COVID-19. Come <laughs> on. Come on. <laughs> he couldn't taste shit, man. That's why I ate so much hot sauce. His grits would look so black with pepper on it because those missing hedges had his taste buds gone. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, he has black grits. Aaron's answered every song, Blackberry Molasses. Right. Greatest song ever written. One of the top 10. Uh, no. What's the song? I agree with that. The great, greatest song ever written was uh, Diamonds and Pearls. Didn't get enough credit. Okay. Greatest song ever written that, didn't, that doesn't get enough credit it deserves. Actually, the greatest song ever written to me is Jamaican Funk. I thought you said the greatest song ever written was, uh, was uh, Teddy's Jam by Guy. <laughs> had no lyrics <laughs> i think if you're gonna go tom brown you need to go like one more level so he did jamaica funk you should go to uh thigh high thigh, thigh thigh high. Yeah. yeah me and my brother had that conversation which one we like the most i just think jamaican funk i i want people like if you're in a club and jamaican funk comes on people act stupid People lose their mind. <laughs> the thigh high is not great. the same to me. Thigh high to, more, to me is on a more personal level. If you just you trying to get to work real, real fast, you need some speed in music. You put on thighs high. Wait, so thigh, <laughs> wait, thigh high make you say, <laughs> "I'm not gay no more. I am delivered." What's that have to do with anything we talk about? I don't know. I haven't played that one in a minute. I just had to hit it. You, you, you really haven't. <laughs> you have not. I think the video, the video along with that, is even funnier because oh, to watch yeah. it happen is like, oh my god. Oh, and then at the end when he start when he start dancing, they start getting ready to Holy Ghost. They start, he start feeling this. I yeah. like the praying in tongues. The praying in tongues got me. Yeah, no, yeah, he start praying in tongues and delivering it. Yeah. I don't like men no more. I said I like women. Women, women, women. women. Yeah. I will not yeah. care a purse. <laughs> I will. <laughs> <laughs>
I will date a woman. <laughs> no, he's a he date a women. <laughs> <laughs> Are y'all ready to start the show? Do it. Okay. All right. Well, uh, do it. Woody, I need a letter. It's the end of the year. Let's do a Z. Ooh. Okay. Uh, xenophobia. Zesty. Zeal. <laughs> uh, Xanthadu. Wait, was, was it Xanthar? Was it Z- Xanadu? The movie Z- Xanadu? Zathura. <laughs> That's an X. Isn't that an X too? <laughs> I, yeah, so already two of those words are with X. Already. Two of those words are with X. Shaka Zulu. Zulu Nation. Zulu Nation. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. You are listening to the High Score 510 podcast. You can catch us at High Score 510 on the Instagram, the YouTube, and the Twitter. Um, you can also uh, tap in with us on our Patreon page. Uh, check it out at www.patreon.com backslash High Score 510. And uh, feel free to email the show at highscore.fans at gmail.com. So uh, aside from that, we are here with... Uh, this is Aaron Grayson, also known as AG3. Uh, coming at you faster than the F- than, uh, CDC and everybody approving drugs right now. You think I'm a goddamn fool? Ask me that stupid ass shit every motherfucking night. I'm sick and tired. I'm fed up with every fucking thing. No shit from you guys. No shit from you fucking players. And you, they can do any motherfucking thing they want to do. I'm sick and tired of all this bullshit. Now, put that in your fucking pipe and smoke it. <laughs> I finally found somebody posted the unedited version, bro. I'm so happy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, I miss old. I miss old school baseball. I really do. <laughs> yes. Shout out! Shout out to Hal McCray. Hal McCray. If y'all don't know, that was Hal McCray, uh, former Roy. Was the Royals manager at the time? Royals. Yep. Yes. He's yes, the Royals correct. manager for their first and last black manager. <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah, they. Wait, yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I thought yeah. maybe the Royals had another one, but uh, it's like, nope. it's like when nope. Obama when Obama got elected, they say, "Watch what Hal McCray did, and don't do nothing like that. <laughs> you gonna fuck it up for everybody." Else. <laughs> <laughs> he was a decent manager too. He just had that experience. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I heard yeah. that was at the beginning of the season too. It was crazy. That was the beginning of the season. Yes, so that's what the story is. They must have been doing real bad. God damn. George Brett was probably saying racial shit to him. That's why. Yeah, you're right. It was the beginning of the season. It was the beginning of the season. George Brett, that beautiful white man, represent middle America. Um, he probably right. put, he, he probably he probably put pine tar in his face. Had a black face moment, probably. Yeah, yeah seriously. <laughs> well, well, you know it's funny. You you won't get arguments like that no more because you don't get beat writers that follow baseball managers around, follow teams around, and mm. you know and the writers talked about the little things in the game. I don't even think they pay attention enough now. You know, I, I missed having like those writers that follow the team around, talk, and they knew enough baseball that after a game they would because they talked to him about like when he made a change and going righty lefty like now it's it's kind of like the talk we got after the world series when the manager di- didn't leave in blake snail like that used to happen every game and you got like great things out of it now you don't do right. that anymore now they just talk to mlb tonight and they talk to some former player that don't know how to fucking break the, nothing excuse me don't know how to break anything down 
Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, my brother, my brother just uh, let me know that the writers actually work for MLB now. So they're, they have a conflict yeah. of interest. They don't it even is. have, they don't oh. even have the, the freedom to, to write because most of the papers. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, not yeah. like the newspapers back then, the freedom of the press. It was great, man. Now these, it's not the that's, same. that's, that's why, you know, I'm telling you, man, conspiracy brother out here, you know, man, we got an economic dictatorship, bro. It's like, you got, you got people just buying up all the things saying, don't talk about this. Don't talk about that. Otherwise, we won't pay you. We might not kill you. We still might kill you, but it'll take a lot more for us to kill you if you fuck up the money, but we ain't going to pay you. That's why people say don't mess with big pharma. Don't mess with insurance companies because you might end up having a heart attack in your pool. (laughs) (laughs) So that's what happened to Rodney King? Yep. Conspiracy, brother. Behind every great black man is the police. That's what happened around the king. I guess it had nothing to do with some of that cocaine and St. eyes in the system either. No, no, no. No, 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 no. no, no. Nah, he Couldn't have been any of that. None of that. Come on now. He, you know, Rodney King was akin to, to Martin Luther the King the same way that Dr. Umar Johnson was akin to uh, Frederick Douglass. <laughs> That, you're on the wrong podcast for that one, Jerry. You need to join, that, need to join those, those podcasts, those friends of ours. That, shout, that out to, conspiracies. shout out to yeah. all, it was all some real shit podcast. It's a conspiracy podcast. You're on the wrong podcast coming back. You know, I heard Rodney King was in Vander Holyfield's pool when he drowned. <laughs> you know, I really don't want to talk about this over the telephone. Perhaps we could meet at a secret location. Right. <laughs> we don't want we don't want to get Evander going broke because he's paying off Rodney King's uh, restitution. Um, we are here with hello everybody. It's your friendly captain, uh, Captain P Funk, coming at you like December twenty sixth when you'll get your Christmas packages. Somebody's going to have to give us some booty. <laughs> Pretty much, if you want your package, somebody's going to have to give us some booty. <laughs> Somebody, <laughs> things are going right now. I'm afraid you got to hit him on that direct line, Blake. Man, I need that package now. There's some booty over here waiting for you. Get it here the next day. <laughs> oh, Express shit. delivery. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's like, he's like, I'm gonna expedite this D and this P. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, and we are here with. How's everybody doing? It's uh, your man, Uncle Dub, from the Sports Wagon Podcast. I'm back, and it's the end of the year, and we're about to kick it hard, guys. That's what I'm talking about. All right, here we go. Got you. Uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. <laughs> if you're a single, beautiful, nappy-headed, intelligent, voluptuous black woman, send your resume to Dr. Umar Johnson at yahoo.com. If you are a single, beautiful, nappy-headed, voluptuous Black woman, send your resume to Dr. Umar Johnson at yahoo.com. Is he, does he have job openings? I mean, it's like, I don't know. Well, you, want a resu- you gotta send a resume to date him? Like, what's, I'm not I mean, understanding. I need to do a little more research on Dr. Umar Johnson. He said he raised like almost uh, over $700,000 for uh, to open his own school. And then is he a real doctor? Uh, he got I'm like six, one of those, you know. He got six degrees of separation. He said he got six degrees. So yeah, he said he went to a couple of different schools. I think he went to Lehigh for one of them. He said 
He was on. And none, uh, of, none of none of none of them using an address that's off of a ship that's in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean. <laughs> Are any of those schools credible? They all got. Yeah. They all got. Yeah, they credited. Credited. Did he get? Are yeah, they credited? It's like you look up the school. The you school gotta, address got a is a PO box. <laughs> PO box to a ship in the middle of the Pacific Ocean next, next to the Scientology ship. Right, he was, did he get his? Did he, did he get his African American studies at Trump University? Yeah, no, yeah, I hope so. Oh. <laughs> Uh, he went. He went there. He he went to one of the schools that don't, don't even have a PO box. They just got an Amazon drop box. <laughs> one of his degrees is from Crenshaw High School. Exactly. He got a Crenshaw High School degree. <laughs> I, I I could not imagine dating. You know, Umar Johnson dating. He doesn't swipe left or right. He swipes up and down. Like he just does it differently. You know, mm -hmm. that's how he wants his resume. That's how he wants it sent in. Mm -hmm. What he needs to do is since he's he's because he, he's super like like you he'll criticize you and not respect you or he'll lose a lot of respect for you if you're not dating a black woman as a black man that's like one of his main stances and uh, I'm just thinking man like this is a time for you to like really you know capitalize and create a blacks only dating site you know what I'm saying that's a swiping site you know what I'm saying just they had what was what was the one that Aaron like uh, black blackplanet.com oh, yeah, it wasn't black a dating site it just became Bruh. that wasn't <laughs> a dating site. <laughs> That was that just got out of control. Black yeah. Planet was cool. Damn, when Black Planet Love came around. I'm just like, what the? Fuck yeah, is it was not. It wasn't a date site. Yeah. It was originally a nice site. Yeah. I wish you would have been a little older, Jared, and you would have seen it when it first started. It was like, wow, like yeah, I was super impressed. Really, if you think about it, it was kind of like Facebook. But mm -hmm. if you did it right, you could. It could have been a dating site if you did it right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh no, that's what it basically became. Like all my friends, like I was like, man, I have. I'll never get over a certain a certain Mr. Mr. Bob Fully Love, the one name I won't censor on this show, Bob Fully Love. And I was like, man, how'd you get to go to Japan? How'd you find this Japanese woman to keep buying your flights to Japan? I said, where you meeting them at? Blackplanet.com. I threw my hands up. I was like, all right, I know not to go back to that ever again now. That's when you meet them Asian women. You get to Japan, Aaron. You should have done it. He was meeting every woman. I, I, I'll go ahead and pay my way to Japan before I <laughs> go his route. And you get you a sugar right. mama, man. <laughs> You'll pay for the airfare and the pineapple juice. <laughs> man, and, and his KFC he was eating every day. Uh, and uh, we also have a fly on the wall. Uh, Rondo Calrissian, are you there? Oh, hello. Yeah. Uh, and we are here with Rondo Calrissian, our fly on the wall. Would you like, would you like to introduce yourself? <laughs> this is Rondo Calrissian. Come to you from middle America. Beautiful. Welcome. Beautiful. I love beautiful. This is the beautiful white women in middle America. Uh, here's your soundbite. If you get your ass kicked, you know you made it. <laughs> and Richard Brown quotes. I give it this. You know, his quotes, if you just like take his thing and divide them up into like one little piece. Yes. They fit so perfectly mm. into any any They're generation, any decade, any situation. They're the best. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, well, I'll tell you this. There is definitely not enough of these. There's enough niggas in here to make a Tarzan movie. Where we're at right now in Great Falls. Shout out sponsorship. <laughs> uh, you can't make a Tarzan movie. <laughs> to go certain parts of Oakland, you run into a, uh, enough Cambodians to make a Rambo movie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not afraid because I'm telling the truth. Enough Cambodians in here to make a Rambo movie. We can act like we in Vietnam. <laughs> <laughs> niggas won't mind. 
the Bay Area do got us in the infusion of Asian culture. So, you know, you, you got enough Filipinos to also make a Rambo movie because, you know, Filipinos are the de facto any dark skinned Asian people that you need. They can also they play light skinned Asian people too. Yeah, they play it all. <laughs> they can also play Native American people if you need them to. They like the they like the Italians of old movies where Italians played all the darkies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Italians, Italians played all the degenerates. And now, they played all the they played all the Mexicans. Uh, it's like watching East Side Story, dude. It was like Rita Moreno on a bunch of Italians. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> and my name is Jared, aka DJ Art, with two T's for a double dose of that tink tink. The D is silent, so it's just Jart. Always trying to shut the white man down. As is always, trying to shut him down so I can talk to his beautiful white women. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Get him out the way. <laughs> Today is a special episode. Uh, we're going to be uh, getting into uh, uh, a year-end roundup. So this in today's special episode, we are going to be doing a special portion of the show. We're going to be doing 2020, the good, the bad, and the WTF. Mm-mm, so we're going to talk about... <laughs> There's no good. Uh, I think it's you'll... only WTF and bad. You're, getting this, you're just getting this messed up. There's no good out of 2020 at all. Are you sure? You know, I mean, it, it was just there, 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 was, there was some there were some slivers. There was a few slivers, but I mean, I see what you're going, Pete Pietro. I mean, Woody, yeah. it was all bad. WTF and SSBBW. <laughs> That's what 2020 feels. It felt like an SSBBW was just sitting on our chest all year. <laughs> it's a long time. Just carrying it, just carrying it around. You know, they talk about you got that monkey on your back. It was a, it was an SSBBW on our back all year. If she's sitting on your chest, that would account for the shortness of breath. Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, well, we had a hard one to tell. I'm just saying. Yeah, it it was it was definitely not a easy. Um, it was definitely not an easy week, but uh, I'll say. Uh, uh, wait, 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 hold on, Pedro. What does the SS stand for? SSBBW? You don't want to know. Do any of y'all know what a BBC is? No! <sighs> you don't want to know. It does much damage. Just look it up on your own time. I, I'm, yeah. I'm looking no, up and it's popping ahead. up all these it bad websites. Super. Yeah, you don't want to. You don't want to click. Oh, Zoom take up too much bandwidth. It's a super size. Zoom takes up too much bandwidth to go to anything Pedro suggesting right now. You go to. <laughs> Come on, your computer gonna be frozen. Oh, I had to look it up. I was trying to like a, a, a straight uh, sinister BBW. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's uh, it's just, it's just if if you want to do the PG version is uh, my six hundred pound life. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. I've seen that. I've seen that show. So, Woody, man, you back on the show. I uh, just want to say uh, welcome back. Uh, how's how's everything going with your show and, and, and out there in, uh, on the East Coast? And uh, how's the East Coast life winding, uh, winding down or, you know, saying this end of 2020 and everything? I mean, you know, everything's good, man. We just had some uh, snow a couple days ago, so snow turned to ice, so it's melting away. Other than that, other than that everything's good. Uh, the podcast, I just uh, wrapped up the first season, so the season finale is up. Uh, just okay. wrapped up 2020, talked a little college football, 
And I'm a little upset because now college football is really about to kick in the high gear with the college football playoff announcements today. But, you know, I'll cover all that uh, in early January. But other than that, Mayor, things good. I appreciate you guys having me back on the show. Always good to be, always good to be here. All right, man. We appreciate Thanks you coming on with coming, us. Yes. We're ready to have some fun. Question of the day. Question of the day. Disney announced this week that their Marvel MCU will not recast Chadwick Boseman or the role of T'Challa in the Black Panther movie franchise. Instead, they said they're going to explore the rich uh, characters that they have already established in the Wakanda uh, universe. So my question of the day is, what do you guys think about that? But also, um, how would you like to see them play out the next Black Panther movie with no T'Challa or no Chadwick Boseman? They need a new action chore- uh, choreographer. Um, the action in the first uh, Black Panther, um, I feel like it was missing. It was, that was the plot hole of the whole thing. That story and everything's great. Yeah, a little bit more action. It needed a lot. It, it was too much CGI. Of- CGI in the, yeah, in the yeah. So it was hoping, all CGI, and I understand they're actors, but you could get a, you could mix it up differently, you know. It just, yeah, it would have been a perfect much. movie. It would have been the perfect movie if it was more, if it was choreographed with the uh, arts of so, fighting. So you telling me that wasn't a real person on top of that Audi A6 uh, driving through the streets of uh, Hong Kong? Oh no, that was <laughs> that. <laughs> Do you tell me what Korea is going to have a black man on top of an Audi A6 driving downtown and that shit don't make international news. I'm talking about the city of Wakanda still secret. Ain't going to be no secret no more. They would have they stopped every K-pop concert to put this shit on top of one poster in the middle of it. Oh, shit. <laughs> so, so, Pedro, you think you think they, could, they can do a little better with the choreographing of the fight scenes and, and hopefully... Yeah, I, it's know. just... That's what I hope. Um, I don't know what their what their ideas about. I guess going forward, are they going to use um, I'm, uh, the the female actor, his sisters, uh, mm. the actor is escaping me, but I guess they're going to Shuri. They want to play Shuri. Yeah, I guess they're going to um, focus more mm. on her going forward. I don't mm. know how that. He became Black Panther in a comic book. Okay. And I was going to say yeah. that I thought that's that was I would assume. Mm. Say I'm not a comic book person, but I was reading my. I think my wife was telling me this. But that's the next progression. That, that would make sense to me. Just follow yeah, the comic yeah. book. I saw that too on the um, the article that I saw. They were saying that it, eventually in the comic book, Shuri does become, is uh, endowed with the Black Panther uh, thing. But then she also, because she wants it for the wrong reasons, she doesn't gain the powers until she comes to like her own uh, philosophical reconciliation with why she wants to be Black Panther. But uh, that would be cool. Uh, Letitia Wright is the, is the actress that played that played her. Uh, Woody, what, how about you? What What would you like to see? I mean, like I said, I, I'm I'm with her becoming the Black Panther, kind of kind of on the line that you were just mentioned because you filled some details I wasn't aware of. My issue, or at least I'm not my issue. I know how comic book folks get. There, you know, I see the tweets and I see how there's the conversation back and forth on Twitter and that you know and, and a lot of them, you know, God bless them, they're 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 purists. They want the, the stuff framed in a certain way or, oh, that's not how it went. And, and I'm just like, look, there's only so much you can do on film. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So, you know, you kind of take what you have and just frame it the best way you can. I'm all for 
taking that tack because, you know, if Chadwick did not pass away, then, you know, there would be more storylines to investigate and kind of develop a little bit more. But now, unfortunately, that he's no longer with us, you know, now here's an opportunity to kind of take what we know and just kind of go in a new direction, you know. I, yeah. I kind of agree on what some of the comic bu- book purists say because look what happened to the Transformer franchise. Transformers was wrecked, so you kind of got it. Well, you kind of want to stay in in that frame. You can you can change some things out away, but I kind of mm-hmm. I kind of now I was gonna say because I was I was agreeing with Aaron. Well, no, but I agree with Aaron. I agree with you, Woody, and I was agreeing with Aaron at first, but. Sometimes you don't have checks and balances. People just make their own thing out of known characters and it gets wrecked. Well, so I think I, I kind of like depends. the purists. I think it depends on who's putting it together. I don't want to go. Yeah, I'm with Woody, though. Sometimes the purist, because Pedro could be a purist sometimes too, Woody, mm-hmm. uh, when it comes to comic book <laughs> movies and they go too crazy. Because let me tell you how much of a purist Pedro is. He told me, I wasted my money on a DVD, on a Blu-ray, because Pedro told me the Thor movie was good. You should watch it. Oh, Aaron is good. Is this wait, 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 this which Thor movie? The original I Thor go, movie. I didn't. I missed it in the movie theater. The, the original, original Thor movie. Okay, okay. I was about to say, not Thor Ragnarok, because that was good. The original, number one. <laughs> no. Okay. He told me Thor yeah. 1, the first one. I missed it in theaters, because, you know, Marvel and Pedro's like, no, it was good. I enjoyed no, it. Oh, I, buy it. I buy it on Blu-ray, and it is just... Straight no, butt crack. No, no, I didn't. One of the worst Marvel movies. This, is, this is an absolute lie. I ain't never told you. You Thor told me that. Good. No, I you said told me, watch it. I said you watch, watch it, it. So you don't get lost. In the, the only story. way to watch it back then I was to buy it. It's good. Just, oh God! I wasted twenty bucks. We still, we still had blockbuster. We did not have blockbuster then. He wasted my money. We still had Hollywood Video back then. What the hell, bucks, you man? Down the drain. Man, you could, you no, could have gone to Redbox. Redbox. And this is why he's appearing. Exactly. And you know what the funny thing is? After watching, that, I said, "Hey, man, it wasn't the worst movie. It was not good, though, right? Why did you tell me that?" And Pedro goes, "It follows the comic book." That was his whole thing. That's the problem with Pierce. No, Pierce, no. you can make a bad movie if it follows the comic book. They're like, it follows the comic book. I enjoyed it. Well, well then, no, you miss, you're misquoting me. That's not what I said. I said you have to follow the story. I don't even know what happened. I didn't. I didn't really read Thor. Um, I didn't know the story. Really, the only thing I knew about Thor was he willed the hammer in a Loki. That's the only thing I knew about Thor. I knew nothing about the story. I didn't know about Asgard. Well, no, I didn't know about Asgard. It's not crack, don't you? <laughs> I knew about Asgard, um, but I didn't know really know the story. I didn't get into the story behind it. Okay. I told Aaron to uh, watch the movie so he doesn't get lost in the series. I didn't tell him to go buy the DVD. That's yeah. a lie. That's a lie from the pits of hell. <laughs> I told him the only way I, I gotta wow. buy it to watch it. Should I buy it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, so I will say, uh, you gotta remember if you tell Aaron to watch something, you remember. I tell the girl if I let you ask, you know my dick going in it. So come on, whenever my tongue touch, my dick going too. So <laughs> so you gotta be careful because you know Aaron gonna buy that DVD. <laughs> I told so, him buy the Suicide Squad DVD. <laughs> yeah, you told me that. Jared told me. I was oh. like, Jared, is this worth it? He goes, Well, it's interesting. You know, I give you credit though. You told me exactly what it was. You said the first half, and, and that's all you said. You said the first half is this. this quite interesting and a, good, a decent movie. And then you stopped and you basically left it up for me. And I, but that was another waste of money. Reason why I stopped blind Blu-ray now because of that. 
but I, but it was exactly what you said. But I'm with Woody. The, the key is the themes. You got to have the themes. That's what some comic book purists don't understand. They're like, they'd rather see it play out like it did in panels. And, and it's like, no, it's not about the panels. It's about the theme, right? You take the whole uh, Thanos, right? That was written in the 70s. That was written in the damn 70s. What they did was, it didn't follow it exactly. He was trying to impress death. He wasn't doing this for this whole war thing. They made it better because they took the themes of what the Infinity Stone and the Infinity Gauntlet story was about and, and brought it to big screen. Yeah, there are only so many things, so, you, can enca- I, there are only so many things you can encapsulate from the comic book. Yeah. But to your point, the whoever is putting it together, they, they have a responsibility to try to keep it within that bounds. Because when you start taking these, you know, when you start taking theatrical license and embellishing and adding and taking stuff away, you can take some things away, you can't add too much. Because when you start adding too much and you're changing a lot, because I see, Pedro, what you're saying, I totally understand that. And you don't want to change too much. You might make a little tweak here and there, but when you start making these grand changes and you're going away from, you know, what you, what the story that you know, then I can see how I can get out of hand. And I totally understand that. Yeah. Going with Letitia Wright, Shuri to be the the next iteration, like that would be tight. I think that would be a cool, that would make sense. Um, Here's another thing though, with that going with, going with um, how, how, how can I say this? Because was I know what you're trying to say. I'll say it for you, Pedro. You better go with her as Black Panther instead of bringing back Killmonger because you want someone that can act, right? <laughs> we don't want, we don't want to bring back Black Panther. Panther. And and then and then you know you bring you have Black Panther two and people go sit in the theater and they think they watching Creed three right and they're like man what the fuck I came in a Creed I could sworn to say Black Panther why they showing Creed one I can't tell the difference he acting the same wait oh shit man is this Fruitvale Station I didn't know Fruitvale I didn't know I didn't know parts of Oakland look like Wakanda right that's what you're gonna be thinking <laughs> they, got go Bart, they got Bart they got Bart they got Bart in Wakanda <laughs> they got, I, yeah I didn't know that Bart going through Wakanda. Hey. If they had Bart in Wakanda, it'll be way cleaner than it is now, Woody. I'll tell you that. I'll tell hey, you that. For all we know, Bart was invented in Wakanda, for all we know. I would agree with that, but I would think that if it was invented in Wakanda, it might actually work. <laughs> they might actually know how to clean the seats. They might not have, yeah, they, they would have self-cleaning seats already. They won't have, yeah, well, they well, won't well, have the, the ones where the, the, the cars that got the air conditioning blowing in hot air. Or, or the one, or the one where they got, they got the same fabric on the seats from 1974 <laughs> right we'll see the we'll see the problem is they'll say here's bart we give it to you to to to, to take care of and to handle and well oh, what the hell after that so yeah, yeah. he turned over to the white man saying you see what happens <laughs> <laughs> well you know i, I was actually go uh, ahead Pedro. Go ahead, no Pedro. i was gonna say i don't want a killmonger coming in telling sherry you know yeah i see i see you the black pa- i see you the black panther now yeah yeah, I'm gonna have to take that off your hands. <laughs> exactly, that's the time. All right, all right, Aaron, Aaron. I would actually be down oh to boy. see them oh reprise boy. Killmonger. Like they, he put a bead in his body and he kept up, stopped the bleeding. He's just still alive, and they bring oh. him back, and he helps rec- reclaim the throne or helps you know rectify the country and puts it on a slightly different philosophical path that's going to challenge the status quo of the Western colonial elite controlling the world. You know what I'm saying? I'll be down with that. Um, but but you know I don't know if Michael B Jordan has the 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 pull to do that. But I heard Michael B Jordan was going into the MCU studios and pitching that they recast him or bring him back. So Aaron, we need to know with another quick installment of WWMBJD. What what would Michael B Jordan do? 
Michael B. Jordan is entering the MCU Universe Studios to challenge the directors and producers to bring him back for Black Panther 2. What would Michael B. Jordan do, Aaron? Yeah, I heard in a script you was going to use Shuri. But I'm going to bring Black Panther back to life like I brought Oscar Grant back to life on screen. So I'm going to take that script off your hands. If he's, if he, if I think he thinks method acting is like, it's like it comes from buy, you go out and you buy some of the Target brand cleaning products, the method cleaning products they used to have. And then that's like, man, that's, that's what method acting is. Like you clean the house and then you go out and you start acting. <laughs> he's got one ever, method. I think if they ever brought back inside the actor studio, I think it's pretty certain that Michael B. Jordan will not be a guest. <laughs> you are 100 right because he ain't got no method to talk about or i would love seeing that i would love to hear his answers and where he got his methods from no yeah. but i was saying with the marvel universe I, I was afraid of it maybe going to female super or the female superhero heavy you hear it, as I said, because they were supposed misogynistic. to. Yeah, well, I, was, I am going a little misogynistic because wasn't they supposed to? Wasn't they taking supposed to take Pepper Potts and be the new Iron Man? And um, well, she was flying around well, in the suit. She was using the suits in the one of the last Iron Man. So yeah, she was using the suit, but also she has that suit in the comic book. Uh, See, unlike unlike Pedro, who is an old school comic book fan, I can move forward with life. I'm fine. Well, they're bringing out Miss Marvel as a female character, Ms. right? Miss Marvel. Miss Marvel. Like Marvel. Um, they're bringing out like Kamala Khan, you know, as Miss Marvel, you know. And I don't mind. I mean, look, Samuel Jackson is a great Nick Fury, and does he look like Nick Fury? No, David Hasselhoff looked more like the original Nick Fury than, than Samuel Jackson. I'm, I'm fine with making changes. All the other comic book fans need to grow up and make changes. Yeah, I don't mind. I don't mind as long Shots as they don't. Fired. I guess as long as they don't do that scene like in uh, what was it Endgame where they had all the like they they purposely had all the women just battling each other and yeah, it was just like they were just, they just stopped and posed. They, <laughs> they were just, just battling right they, there. Well, see that's your thing. We talk about that was the only uh, thing, but but otherwise, what do what you what do you you don't understand? I was I saw that movie that on my birthday with Jared and a couple other friends and I shouldn't have snuck alcohol into the theater because <laughs> I tell you this, Jared was making me laughter in that movie. And when that part happened, when, when, when Tom Holland's sitting there like, how are you gonna get through them? You know, you can't do it by yourself. It's like, we, she, we're gonna help her. And all the women stood there, Jared turned and loudly said in the theater, the only person missing is Hillary Clinton. Tell me he didn't just say that. <laughs> Oh, I couldn't oh, stop laughing. Oh, oh, I couldn't stop laughing. Hey, I thought we were gonna get kicked out because I couldn't stop laughing. I said I knew we should have watched this movie dry because I didn't know he was gonna come in and say something like I couldn't stop laughing. Damn. I was on the floor rolling. He's the only person missing is Hillary Clinton. Wow, the whole thing has to hear. Man, oh, she no. just, she got a Kevlar pants <laughs> pantsuit. <laughs> <laughs> see now see this is what i'm afraid of you know two women heavy 
these jokes are gonna start coming out, and I don't want them to lose their fans because we still we still have to progress as a as a country. We not we not there yet. So what we're gonna do now is we're gonna get to our year end roundup: the good, the bad, and the WTF. This is a quick hitter episode, y'all. So we're going to be doing a lot of our conversation in this quick hitter form. Some will be open form conversation and some will be our quick hitter form. So we hope you enjoy. Get ready. Also, if you want to hear our weekly quick hitters, tap into our Patreon at patreon.com backslash high score 510. Shameless plug. Got to do it. Let's get to it. The good Black Lives Matter now. Well, kinda. Uh, I just say refer to Bill Burr. Shout out to Bill, Bill Burr's my ship. And, and and all the beautiful white women he called out. Sound like you're bringing up terrorist groups, Jared. I don't know <laughs> if I want to sit here on this podcast. Do Black Lives really matter now? Because the way I hear it, um, all lives still matter. According to all these proud boys marching around, that's not a thing. As, as most things black, they inspire new things. They inspired all lives matter. They inspired blue lives matter. Sadly, it took, it took um, a pandemic and uh, let's just say um, uh, people being murdered at the hands of police for us to start accepting it. Theo Epstein admits what DJ Art has been saying all along, that analytics is killing baseball and making it more and more boring to watch. Yeah, he would admit it when he was on his way out the door. He, he admitted it in his speech from when he was leaving. This is how you do it, just be an asshole. You talk about how the aesthetic of the game is not, uh, the game is not as aesthetically pleasing and how you and other of your uh, co-general managers and people in charge of teams are the reason. And then you're walking out the door with his millions of dollars in it, tote. That's like those people who did those fake monorails back in the day and jip towns out of money. And yeah. they say, you know what, uh, I'm sorry. People like me gypped you guys all your money. I just want to tell you before I hop on this bus and head out of here. Or like um, all the uh, pharmaceutical companies who were like, oh, oh, we sorry. We didn't realize we was overproducing opioids and pushing them on on insurance companies to give to patients. Uh, yeah. uh, uh, but, you know, we, we sorry. We're going to take uh, this money off your hands. Exactly. That's what you might have to say. I'm right. sorry we, we, we gave all those doctors bonuses for as many people prescriptions they gave out, but... We're sorry <laughs> just to let you know, but I'm letting you know this as I'm leaving with all this money. <laughs> now let me go to Jeffrey Epstein's Island with Bill Cosby. <laughs> right. We've been saying it for a while. You know, all this analytics is just turning every player into uh, the same iteration of itself. And, and as you know, one of the cool things about baseball is that different body types, different body sizes, different styles, different uh, uh, skill sets are allowed to flourish and be a you know an important mm-hmm. part of the team you, you latch on to players that you identified with and when everyone looks the same and plays the same like there's a lot less like that's why they can't build stars now it's because nobody like everyone is this one model one archetype and it's hard for anybody to identify with them and enjoy like being a fan of them unless they're just dope dope ballers and half these fools can't hit above 240. It makes the game boring. <laughs> Analytics is you, you can hit yeah. below 240 as long as you hit 20 to 25 home runs every year. The problem is now I need Daryl Morey to admit it too. Mm-hmm. Maybe I fucked up the way I, basketball is played. Analytics is bleeding into other sports. We're seeing it in basketball. I mean, I think I read an interview with, uh, they talked to Shane Battier because I think he's with Miami 
he's like either one of their assistant GMs or something, and he's in charge of their analytics. And I'm going now. There's analytics, and I mean, I knew there were analytics in the NBA, but it just seems like it's, it's very, ridiculous. very pervasive. All these extra metrics, they don't they, like they're they're good predictors of the percentages of chances of things happening, but at the same time, the human element and the moment, the 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 actual singularity of this moment that they're going to have to play in is not something that can be predicted and replicated. And that's the human that's that essentially is the human factor that they ignore in analytics. The versus battle. Last night, the Bay Area was represented full by your boy Too Short and your boy E40, Vallejo and Oakland uh, being represented in a versus battle. And as you've seen throughout the year, we had plenty of versus battles to help quell the angst and the uh, restlessness of pandemic America. Oh, that's what it's doing? For the versus battle. That's what it's doing? <laughs> I, think, I think it solved the homeless problem in my neighborhood too. Yeah, I think I stopped seeing crack needles because of versus. <laughs> How did your versus battle get on the good? I'm trying to figure out how do you put versus battle on the good? Because <laughs> because Teddy Teddy Riley started off on a bad note, and I don't, to me I don't think they gotten better. Especially the worst part about the versus battle is that when my sisters send me texts to keep reminding me to watch some versus battle, I don't want to watch. So look, t- so Teddy Riley had enough uh, technical difficulties that they're like, oh, we're gonna reschedule it. Plus, if I recall correctly. People were tuning into Instagram. They crashed Instagram. Well, no, I'm going to put it to the bad. Because I was really looking forward to that Keisha Cole in Asante. <laughs> I was really looking forward mm-hmm. to that, too, to kind of drown out the dogs barking in my neighborhood. Them two get the holler and them dogs might be barking even louder. That's there what I need. I, I needed to drown out the fireworks. Yeah, I admit there have been some that have been better than others. Let's, let's, let's go and keep it real. But mm-hmm. it's been neat. It's been a very neat experiment. I mean, even after this is over, they should still do it. Can somebody explain to me? Well, well, Shanti can't sing, right? Can somebody <laughs> explain to me why they think Keisha Cole can sing? That, that's my thing to get me. Shanti was more of an entertainer, right? Yes. Like I, I, I see her as like kind of like an usher, right? Like I'm not, yeah. I'm not. You're not, you're not. You don't. You're not gonna sit there and go out and. And like, be like, man, I gotta make sure I listen to this Usher. No, yeah. no, you need to watch them dance, and it's they, an they're not the, they're not the ones singing at your wedding as the as the bride is walking down exactly. the, down down the aisle. But Keisha Cole isn't really an entertainer, and for some reason, I'm like, is this one of these Bay Area Oakland things where you just like her because she's from here? Because she can't sing for shit. Oh, I didn't know she so, was from Oakland. Yeah, she's yeah, from yeah, she's from Oakland. Oh, I thought she was from Atlanta. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Say, say she's sitting she now. Lives no. Atlanta. I play with Atlanta. <laughs> Some of my favorite tw- uh, Twitter threads are well, people say, "What celebrity blocked you and why?" Somebody wrote that Keisha Cole said that she was going to the Grammys, and someone goes, "What? How are you going to the Grammys? Are you selling fish dinners outside?" I was like, "Jesus Christ, I'm done." <laughs> I like Keisha Cole and the fact that she can hit the that that she has a certain note that she can hit that that mm-hmm. is unique. Yes. Mm-hmm. As for what singing, is that? she ain't hitting it at the right note though. Shout out to OT Genesis. If OT Genesis can remake your song and sound almost, if not just as good as you. <laughs> I would think I better. Was going, I, I was, was going to po- I was going to post that. Who sung it better? Yeah. OT Genesis or Keisha Cole? OT Genesis. OT Genesis. Dog <laughs> might sing it better. Hey, shout out to Keisha Cole's sponsorship. Come on our show. 
shout out to Versus Battles sponsorship. Come on our show or have us on your show. Um, and shout out to E40 and uh, Too Short. They was on for like over two hours, man, just having a good time getting getting faded and and just uh, you know performing. It was it was it was a solid little. They had they had the five hundred thousand dollar budget to set up their their um, their set, and uh, it seemed like they had a good time. I think uh, Too Short did forget some of his own lyrics at one point, but that's fine. You know, he's fifty years old. He 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 getting to that point where he's like, man, we getting old. <laughs> he said he said we getting old, man. <laughs> Can't remember my own lyrics. And, and, and- <laughs> And Damn. he's fifty year old, I believe. He's fifty years old. And I think he has a two year old. Yeah, he just had a kid like last year. So yeah, it's, couldn't find the right bitch. <laughs> <That's> the- <laughs> <laughs> uh, shout out to Two Shore sponsorship. The Washington Football Team and the Cleveland Non Native Americans are uh, changing their names. Uh, they have come out this year after pressure from FedEx and other uh, other companies and BLM and the awakening of BLM. And they're going to change their names from Native American nicknames. So that's a good thing, right? Yes, I mean, Cle- yeah. Cleveland's going to keep their name at least until they're going to keep their name through, ne- through this season. Mm-hmm. So they'll change their name next season. The Washington football team, I don't know what the hell they're doing. I mean, it's just been a mess. With, it's been a mess with them. Who knows what they're going to change their name to. Uh, Snyder's beefing with his uh, minority owners. They own 40% of the team. They're trying to sell their stake. And Snyder is trying to buy the 40% and he can't. It is a hot mess. This whole franchise is, is messy. I thought um, the Washington football team was going to change their name into the White Beaters. I mean, it, it's a pick one. It could be that. It could be the let's drop the girl on drugs at the hospital and let's drive away. They've had a plethora of problems. I mean, I am so shocked that they have not embarrassed themselves as much off the field this season. And they really aren't, haven't been that bad on the field, but they haven't been great either. I thought they were going to be called the uh, Washington Women Watchers. <laughs> the the wa- Washington Toxic Workplace Environment. <laughs> Take any any eighties movie about the stock market, about uh, people working at for some of these companies that were tr- stock trading, and how they treated women, and that's the Washington Football nowadays in twenty twenty. It's almost as bad as Jerry Richardson or, or, uh, in North Carolina or Carolina Panthers. <laughs> It was worse. It was worse. We knew that was bad. We didn't know it could get worse. Well, Jerry Richardson was just an old man, <laughs> just a creepy old man. He walked around being creepy old man. As Washington had people working, executives, everyone doing shit. Did they do something with like the cheerleaders? They tried to like uh, at Washington. They try to make them pose nude. They're trying to make them pose, yeah. and then um, and retribution wash. if they didn't. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the NFL need to come in and just take that team away. They need to Donald Donald Sterling got a team taken away just for talking shit about Magic Johnson. That's Magic Johnson. That's Magic true. Pool. I don't think Donald Sterling was a racist. I just think he just liked his black man to be more bullish. Sterling was an old racist white man, and he just <laughs> got caught. To, well, he was saying stuff out loud like they normally do. He was and like Ty Cobb. He was like Ty Cobb. Right. Everybody. Right. And, and his and his young girlfriend decided to tape it. So hey, you know you're stupid. Who was black? She was mixed. She was mixed with black and with an Asian sun visor. She was mixed with black and a middle-aged Asian woman sun visor. (laughs) That's what she was mixed with. Yeah, I I gotta agree with them on something. I mean, what has Magic Johnson done? What has he done? What has he done? Can you tell me, Big Magic Johnson? What has he done? 
Well, yes, he's, he's a business person. He he's uh, got AIDS. <laughs> <laughs> really? And that's why listen. we need Donald Sterling around. <laughs> I, I can listen to that about thirty times over. <laughs> I'll take Donald like Sterling that. over Steve Ballmer any day, right there. <laughs> I mean, it's, I mean, that. I'm like, what are you doing, dude? He has <laughs> I mean, he wasn't lying. He didn't lie. Yeah, he did because he does not have AIDS. He has he's HIV positive. True. Yeah, that's true. Okay, he was wrong. He was wrong. He's that's got AIDS. Wrong about though. That's what. <laughs> The Pentagon released UFO videos, basically admitting that they have had experiences and have been studying UFOs and extraterrestrials. But nobody that's cared. <laughs> well, no, no. See, that's good because I've been telling y'all all this time. There was something on that moon. I, I, I drive at night, so I see the people and I see stuff on the moon moving. I saw it too. It's, it's called Sentinel Prime. I saw that Michael Bay Transformer movie. <laughs> I don't think that Atlantis sank. I think Atlantis lifted off. So here's the question. Who's doing the probing? <laughs> that's, that's, uh, we know who was doing the probing. It, yeah, was, it, was, uh, it was Epstein and Darren Sharper. And Dr. Huxtable. <laughs> and Darren Sharper. <laughs> it was Weinstein and Huxtable and Darren Sharper. It was Epstein, Weinstein, Huxtable, and Sharper. They was doing all that probing. <laughs> it was probing. It, it's a whole society of probers. I was like, hey, 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 Dr. Cosby, wrong, 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 wrong species. That's a woman. We need you to probe the aliens. See, they're really aliens. It's like V, the movie V. They really aliens. Oh, Einstein, Sharper, oh. all of them. And they really, they was probing everybody. <laughs> they doing it for research reasons. I like booty. Least Booty Johnson. <laughs> His job is to research the prisons. So they just kept probing too while he was doing it. <laughs> well, shout out to UFO sponsorship. Uh, come on our show. Harvey Weinstein was convicted for his acts this year. If we forgot about that. That's a good thing that happened, right? Yeah, yeah, I agree. Convicted, then murdered. Oh, is he dead? No, he's still alive, isn't he? No, no, I, Epstein. Yeah, Epstein, yeah. Epstein was murdered. Oh, Epstein. Jesus, he, sorry. He hung um, himself. Well, here's the thing about Weinstein. Now his, uh, what, now his lawyer's saying something about uh, now he has COVID or something. Man, he's the most out of shape person in the world. He can have a, <laughs> he can have, you know, he can have a common cold and it will feel like COVID. The reason why he had to use his power against all the women throughout all those years is because he had all those pre-existing conditions before they became known as pre-existing conditions. Have you seen that, man? Have man look like he got type 3 diabetes. He's a walking pre-existing condition. <laughs> type 3 is when, they, when you do a pinprick and jelly come out. One of the women said he <laughs> said he ain't got like a real he ain't got like a real dick. He got to like use something to like pump air into his dick. He's got to take a needle, like <laughs> yeah. some of the needle. He said he injected like, some fluid. God. That's what I'm oh. talking about. Type three, and See, I'm not talking about regular jelly or preserves. I'm talking about like McDonald's jelly come out. The McDonald's jelly from the '80s. I think Fuckers. he had Decepticon. He had Decepticon. He's probably injected some hydraulic fluid into his dick. How do we know he ain't an alien? <laughs> I, because I would think aliens have more technology to might, might make themselves look like a walking Rolo. Well, maybe. He... 
That's not even blending in. That's blending out. <laughs> you wouldn't even be allowed back on the ship after that, man. What the fuck did you do down here? <laughs> Last one, and this one comes with a little um, sound bite. Because Black Lives Matter in 2020, audiobook companies, along with, uh, oh, obviously people know blackface is wrong, but now audiobook companies are jumping on board and they're realizing that audio blackface is also wrong. This is an excerpt from Fireside Magazine. Fireside Magazine presents The Art of Speculating by Regina N. Bradley, edited by Maurice Broadus, narrated by Kevin Rainier. Published in the Autumn 2020 issue of Fireside Quarterly. I'm a Southern black woman who stands in the long shadow of the civil rights movement. Southern hip-hop helped me navigate the contemporary black South. So when he said, the art of speculating, I was like, wait. You make it? I, thought, I thought it was Chet Hanks when he said that. It's your boy Chet and I. <laughs> I'm here to read your book for you. Man, I'm sorry. I didn't hear none of the audio. So. Oh, shit. Don't worry. Right, Here's a longer clip of it. Here's a longer clip of it if y'all didn't hear. Southern hip-hop helped me navigate the contemporary Black South. When I gathered with friends, Southern hip-hop was the soundtrack. When I grieved my father, Southern hip-hop was my comfort. And years after my initial transplanting into Albany, Georgia, it dawned right, on me it. that Southern hip-hop was the stop blueprint it. for understanding stop black southernness in the post-civil <laughs> rights era. Specifically, I found myself doing deeper and deeper dives into the music catalog of Outkast, those two funketeers from Atlanta who offered innovative and dynamic musical redressing to the question of where and how the Black oh, South no. positions itself in American culture. Wait is a minute. Is that Colonel Angus? <laughs> Wait a minute. I need that man to narrate my life. Please. That was wonderful. That was wonderfully beautiful. Remember the Rick and Morty episode where guess who's purging and he had to sit and listen to that that dude's book that sucked? <laughs> it kind of sounded like him sometimes. <laughs> the article I read was like, he went from sounding like he was like mid-Atlantic coast uh, to like Southern person to Patois. You know what? I don't know if the guy ever been to the South. I think he's been to like on the edges. Like he, like he said, he jumped accents and then it was just awful. A shout out to Fireside Magazine for hiring one, uh, you know, nondescript white guy to do all your narrating reads. I just reread the tweet from Arthur and she was pissed. Hey, look, he, he needs a job. I will pay him to narrate the last couple of years of my life. Like for me, like I'm down to hear the whole book just because I want to see him trying to really continue to maintain a consistent accent while trying to read this black woman's Okay, experience. I got a question. I got a question now. Because <laughs> they're reading in blackface. The famous scene in um, Airplane when the lady was uh, going back and forth trying to understand the two guys are talking to J uh, Jive, was that mm -hmm. blackface? I don't know, cause she was just, you know, she was communicating. She was, she was code switching. Yeah, or what about the woman in I'm Gonna Get You Sucker who was talking with the Clarence Williams third? Jam Brady. Yeah, yeah remember she was, Brady. she was married to Clarence Williams third and I'm Gonna Get You Sucker? Or was that, yeah, I'm Gonna Get You Sucker. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They had two little white kids. Oh yeah, that was Jam Brady? And one of the kids was the girl was the one that was in Jurassic Park. That's when Jan Brady fell <laughs> off because she was she wasn't sleeping with Harvey Weinstein. She had to do black <laughs> movies. <laughs>
Yeah, I put in the category of Razor Ramon. <laughs> like, you know, I got to have something else. This world could be a very boring place. Shout out to Razor Ramon, Scott Hall, sponsorship. <laughs> Razor Ramon, Lamar, hey, Lamar hey, from, Chico. Uh, uh, from those uh, Revenge of the Nerds movies. You know, oh, oh, oh. Uh, no, 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 no. The best one, though, was dude who was Johnny Five. Johnny Five. I got one <laughs> even worse than that. The Asian dude from 16 Candles. Automobile. Yes. Bro, I saw Gremlins 2 last week when I got up here. And you remember Gremlins 2 when they were in the city and they were in that, that building in New York, right? And they had the one uh, Japanese tourist dude who all he wanted to do was take pictures. And they're like, can you can you come take photos for me while we try and chronicle? He's like, photographs is my life. <laughs> there was no balance in the 80s when they did it. Like the problem now is that we, you know, we have balance. Yeah. It's only going to get worse when you have bounce. It's better when you don't have bounce. Just let it go crazy. Yeah, that was bad. It was bad. You know Asians invented cameras. <laughs> according to, according to uh, Reggie White. <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, sure. <laughs> oh, we need that sound bite so bad. I got it. It's right here. Hold on. If you call Japan or any Asian country, they could turn a television into a watch. <laughs> Man, that's just disrespectful right there. It's it terrible. So bad. So bad. He meant it as a compliment, though. <laughs> I don't know if that was CTE or just Christian fundamentalism. I'm trying to figure out which one it was. Yeah, probably a, a, a terrible mix of both. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, any other takes on uh, audio blackface being shunned in America now? I mean, is it really shunned? I mean... <laughs> we had one little small audio company that said they ain't going to do it. I mean, they well, are I, just stupid enough to do it. Well, I, I, I encourage it. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing sounds better. Well, let's get on to the bad. We're moving on to the segment, the bad. So we have a list of the bad things that are happening in 2020. So let's get to that. The bad, the COVID, coronavirus 19, COVID-19 spread faster than TikTok. Well, one, to stop the spread, you wear a mask. The other to stop the spread, it seems like the government is trying to shut down TikTok. So what do you do? <laughs> wear your fucking mask. How about that? I mean, I was a little depressed because I couldn't go to the strip clubs. <laughs> no, nah, well, actually you could in Arizona. Coronavirus shut everything down this year. They made this year seem so short yet so goddamn long. I couldn't remember half the things on this list that happened. Soon phase two started, the strip club was open. Somebody uh, explain that. The worst part about it spreading, you know, it's already bad. We're all going through it. The world is going through it. At least it's not like a separate thing that no one's going through. The worst part about it is that we just really see where human thinking and society is. Like Pedro said, we fought to get bars and strip clubs open before we got schools open. Places like London, Japan, Korea were able to open their younger schools. And now here we're just worried about getting, getting make sure the breweries are open. What about these, what about these new startup microbreweries? What are they gonna do? What they gonna do, they're gonna have to go out and get themselves a real job and shave that beard like they did before. Can't show up with a flat on a trucker hat everywhere. 
I think you hit the nail on the head, Aaron, that here in America, they're all worried about the fucking economy. I mean, well, it's, mm-hmm. two, it's, a, two, it's a double-headed sword. It's like on one hand, they want the economy to run, but they want it to run in the middle of a pandemic and they're not doing anything about stopping the pandemic. So again, yeah. this current regime fucked it up from, mm-hmm. from the word go. And now Biden's got to figure out how to clean this up and you know, some of the shit he's saying right now, I'm kind of like, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You might, some of the shit he said, you might as well put the old man down at the end of the bar in charge. You know, Obama left, Obama had to clean up the Bush's mess. And then, and then, and then he had the country in a decent place, better than where, where he started. And he left it off for Trump. And then Trump has run this motherfucker into the ground. So the Republicans <laughs> do a good job of leaving messes for other people to clean up. That like the pharmaceutical companies and, and, and Theo Epstein, the American dream. It's like, fuck shit up. And as you leave with all the money, say, I'm sorry. <laughs> Except Trump ain't gonna say sorry. <laughs> Why don't you ask China? Trump ain't saying Trump. shit. He's, he, he's just fucking up more shit as he leaves. Yeah. He's knocking over vases on the way out. <laughs> Well, one of our other topics was the politicization of a pandemic. So it kind of goes hand in hand. COVID spread, the politicization of a pandemic. Instead of it being a health crisis, it became a political, socioeconomic or economic crisis. We politicize too much in this country. Yeah. And we all do. And that's like, hey, first, the first thing with that, stop talking about politics and bars. I'm going out to have a good time. And before this COVID thing, I'm trying to relax after having a hard week at work. Let me go out and get one drink, relax, maybe meet somebody. Let me talk to a stranger about sports or whatever. I don't want to talk politics. Stop talking politics and bars. But that's where I go to get my politics. <clears throat> I go waiting to the, in the Midwest, you talk to a trucker. Man, I'm like, Trump did everything to save my life. Death. We'll just say death. Um, a lot of death in 2020 of some notable names and some names that became notable that created some of the positives uh, from our good list. Um, Breonna Taylor's murderers have still not been brought to justice. Um, Kobe and Gigi Bryant. <laughs> F that pilot. Can't That's all pilot, I got to say. We don't man, know. We, we don't know what was said. We don't know what was he said in the helicopter. Learn we how don't to know fly. what. We don't Learn know what. <laughs> Come on, we don't know what was said, dude. We don't know what was I don't, said. I, don't, I, tell, I, I don't tell you what. There's a guy there. There's a guy there that had five hundred million dollars that could convince people to fly in bad weather. So yeah. I don't know. It's just Learn a tragic, how to fly. It's, it's just a tragic accident. I don't think we should be blaming people. Is this a tragic I, accident? I am. F that pilot and his family. You yeah. Don't you uh, blame you blame people for being impatient too. Drive a goddamn car. Chadwick Boseman also died, uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, Eddie Van Halen, Lou Brock. It's a long list of many notable well, names. Some of them people were supposed yeah. to die, Jared. They, they, they were in their ages. Bob Gibson passed away. Bob Gibson. Uh, yeah. There's a long list. There's, I mean, to quote, my, my fa- to quote this famous celebrity and philosopher, uh, Rental James Simpson, you know, when he talked about how feeling sad for Nicole dying and they asked him about Ron Goldman, he said, People die every day. And I'm still looking for the real killers. He thought he saw him. He thought he saw him the other day when he walked past the bedroom here. Oh, there you go, right there. Let me call the police. Oh, oh, oh. Got away again. Got away again. Oh, 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 wait. That's me. You know, like I said, death is a part of life. That's the part of life that we, you know, is sad. We grieve. We celebrate the person's life. It helps us appreciate their life. It helps us appreciate how, how tender and fragile life is. Uh, and with that in mind, I'm really sad, Jared, that you didn't mention how Herman Cain died. Uh, is that is right. that political? Or are you making this podcast political, Jared? 
I was trying to politicize. Well, I said RBG died, but she she also yeah. She also, she, she also should have retired years ago. When RBG died, that was the moment that I think for a lot of people they sat up and said, "Oh shit, I need to vote because this shit's about to get fucked real fucked up real quick." As I if it wasn't already it. fucked up. My anger was pointed towards her. I was like, "Dude, she was she when during the Obama administration she beat cancer twice." And he he told her early on, he talked to her, other people talked to her about about retiring and she just refused to do it. She was 80. That poses some new, some new questions because like I said, should a Supreme Court justice or any federal judge have a lifetime appointment? I say no. Technically, the way the constitution was written, the forefathers basically said it forth that every so many years, the constitution should be changed anyway. So we're pretty much not doing right by that. Biden should consider expanding the court. He should, because we're already seeing the effects of this dickhead getting, he got three Three, people on the court. This piece of shit got three people on the court. But you know, I'll be honest, it's been crazy times that like even in the early eighties where Reagan, Reagan appointed, appointed a lot of people too. And, and he was able, it was a real conservative court, but you'll be shocked by some of the decisions that are made within, within that court. Right. Like, even though like some of the people who were very conservative, you know, things change when they get in there, they get in there, they get around each other, right. they start hearing different opinions and, you know, and so sometimes things change. I, I, I didn't, that's what caught me down on the RBJ. I didn't want to hate on someone who died. And Lord knows, <laughs> Lord knows, everybody know, I don't mind talking about the dead, right? I hope when oh, I die, know. people talk about me that way. That's why I said, I need to burn my body or, or bury me upside down with my ass sticking out. That's what I want. Cause I want everyone to talk about my ass. You never know. Sometimes conservative courts, sometimes people who were picked, like Justice Warren, who was picked by Nixon, ended up being one of the most liberal justices. He was conservative. Everything he ruled on up until he hit the Supreme Court, then we got, he was so liberal after that. You never know. Nixon said it was one of his biggest regrets. Yeah, Anthony Kennedy was that way. Sandra Day O'Connor. She flipped on from time to time. Mm -hmm. Roberts, Roberts is surprising me. As Chief Justice, he's been very surprising. Mm-hmm. But Alito, he's starting to hit head right the way I'm. I'm I figure. Uh, yeah. And of course, you know the three he put on the court. Fuck those three. So yeah. I like gotta beer. Court. This shit's gonna go the other way. I really like yeah, beer. That's the beauty of politics. Politics is the it's a game of compromise and things yeah. like that. So you know, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's some true. enjoyment in that. You guys want to think about um, Aaron talking about the day? You should have heard what he said about Mike Douglas. Mike Douglas. Oh, Mike Douglas. You know, Mike Douglas used to make me moist when I watched the show. I would get, I omit it, I would get moist when I watched the show. Only white man ever did that to me was Mike Douglas. (laughs) (laughs) The bad. Wildfires in Australia and Brazil. Oh, yeah. And California was on fire for a month and maybe two or three. I feel like it wasn't Cal- as bad this year as it was <laughs> last year. I was about to last say, California, California mm. been on fire for uh, the last four years. This year was pretty bad. <laughs> it was pretty bad. There was like it several, was bad. It was several okay. weeks back to back to back where it was like one fire was starting, another one was getting ready to start, oh, and yeah, then there was right, over. Right. Like, then, we, we were literally we stuck inside day. for a month and a half, bro. It was like had, all of September you, was you like, was? don't go outside. We were in a pandemic, so I couldn't really feel the effects. Whereas last year, we worked at a school and we couldn't go outside, so you really felt it. it was that day that we couldn't see the sun and everything looked orange. Oh, yeah, we had an orange sky day. That was pretty cool. 
you know, the moistest place on earth is the Amazon. And that was burning for a, a long time also. Conspiracy brother, you know what I'm saying? They're saying that they're trying to develop that land and use it for agriculture and other uh, mining of resources. No, no, that's not what QAnon said. QAnon said because y'all out there driving them electric cars, it, drove, it dried up the air and it caught, made all the trees catch on fire. Mia Khalifa is still trying to stay relevant in 2020. She even had her fans creating petitions to get all her videos um, banned off any platform. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of people don't realize this. I was the first one to sign that petition. <laughs> I paid money out of my own pocket to get that shit notarized. Eric started a super PAC for, for the Mia Khalifa take down her videos campaign. He's like, yeah. save, save the world from bored porn. I got in trouble for hosting a dinner with more than 50 people as a fundraiser to get that shit signed. Hey, man, we got to get people on the streets getting this shit signed. We got P-Hub going down the drain. We got to download as much as we can. I don't need her videos clouding the way. Everybody's marching BLM and Aaron marching uh, <laughs> remove. <laughs> I, I tried to get I, hey man i tried to get i tried to get only fans to make sure her and bella Hadid get uh got banned aaron was i don't even know she has only fans i was like don't let her get one in bella thorne you mean whoever <laughs> this magic moment aaron was wearing a tinfoil hat at the maga rallies talking about mk ultra is evil and they were like mk ultra i believe in that they're like so what would you think they use what, what, what chemicals they use like no no i ain't talking about i'm talking i'm talking about mia khalifa her ultra weak exactly porn. i joined i joined the proud boys thinking i was gonna stop that <laughs> wow and then she put out that shitty ass her crying over john wall being traded and i'm just like oh, okay yeah. man i'm done i'm like just I'm stop done. mia khalifa me and Khalifa used the N-word more than Richard Pryor. I didn't mind her using the N-word. I mind her backtracking. <laughs> like, you gonna use it. Say it, with, say it with your chest. You used it in a, in a sexual manner. There's a lot of people who use N-words like that. There's some people that like it. Hey, I've been known to tell a few of my people, uh, you know, in the past that, hey, when we create our safe space, that, hey, there's certain words that's not safe in other spaces, but might be safe in our safe space, right? Mm -hmm. and, and, and I got no problem with that. Don't backtrack on me. The problem is that Mia Khalifa was, uh, was living in L.A. too long, and she heard this. In L.A. on TV, they be selling niggas. She said, sell them. Shout out to Mia Khalifa, sponsorship. Come on our show. We can have uh, Aaron talk to you about um, whatever is on his mind. Hey, you know what? I'll have her on the show because as long as I see her on the Zoom box, I know she ain't making some shitty videos. Yeah. We can have her on the show every day. <laughs> have her on the show every day. Just have her, like, keep your screen on, girl. Keep your screen on. Don't I'm going to keep my screen on, too. I'm going to be playing Call of Duty and look over to my computer every now and then just to make sure she's still on the screen. She's get a baby monitor in her house. Mm, close just on. Make sure, make sure. Just make sure you see dicks just like pushing to the screen. <laughs> I'm going to be putting in all kind of V-chips and child filters to make sure that don't happen. Militias in million MAGA marches were happening. This was the year of the resurgence of militias, just so they could make sure we protect the Constitution and democracy, defending also all our uh, public spaces from any BLM or whoever other uh, terrorist Antifa groups that were deciding to protest racial and social and economic injustice. 
the FBI needs to reestablish the Office for Domestic Terrorism. Not just those guys, anybody who's a domestic terrorist, anyone, but especially those pieces of shit. We sort of lost our way since, since the whole David Koresh and uh, Branch, Div, uh, what is it, Davidian uh, compound happened and the whole, what was it, was it Montana? When they had that last Waco. shootout. We had the Waco oh, and then uh, we had the, one, the Ruby Ridge Ruby one. Ridge. And like after that, they kind of disbanded. They like, they got bad press from it or something. And I'm like, no, no, man, this is one of those jobs. You go get some bad press. Again, the same way Trump dis dismantled the pandemic office, he, he, he dismantled the uh, domestic terrorism wing of the FBI. I have no problem with MAGA, Million MAGA March. I have no problem with people marching. That's part of their constitutional right. I have a problem with the guns out there while you march. Get the million MAGA. I mean, obviously they don't know how to count what's a million and eight. I mean, I, yeah. I hope you get them to play one of these lotteries because uh, all I got to basically do is if I'm going to charge a dollar ticket and just pay them a thousand dollars, but tell them it's a million. And they think, oh man, I want a million. I be getting mad at these militias because I, I think they just missing the boat. Yeah, I just feel like one to yell at them like, listen, be quiet, bitch. You know, and, and it's like black people already. I done taught you everything else you know about this shit, right? Yeah. And about how you can have to just live, period. Yep. Yep. You know, we taught them everything, and then we want to protest. They out there acting like they gotta protect something. It's like, nah, man, just sit your 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 happy go lucky ass down at home. Dude, I know you got a little intoxicated, but you don't need to keep running your mouth. On to the WTF. On to the WTF. has stepped forward to pay Kenneth Walker, uh, Kenneth Walker's uh, defense fund. Kenneth Walker, if you don't know, is the boyfriend of Breonna Taylor, who is being sued f uh, by one of the police officers he, sh he shot at in the no-knock warrant that was being served, or basically the home invasion, as he would have thought it in a stand-your-ground law state. That officer is now suing Kenneth Walker for assault and, um, what is it, emotional distress. That's the world we live in. We can sue anybody for anything in this country. When I was in Europe once, they thought that. Like, I remember my hostel mates during the time, or hostel roommates during the time, kept, and that was like one of the questions that kept coming up in different hostels. Right? So do people really sue each other there for anything? And I, I went out there right after, like not too long after McDonald's, the lady sued McDonald's for spilling the hot cup of coffee on herself. It's pretty crazy, man. I, I, I just found it like, you know, because, you know, police officers, you can't necessarily sue an individual police officer. You could sue the, the entire... You know what I'm saying, uh, police department or the city, but you That's can't necessarily because they got the money. Well, they got the money, but you can't necessarily sue the individual the same way. Yet in this way, this police officer can sue the individual who thought he was defending his home from invade in, intruders, uh, which just makes no sense to me. But shout out to Tyler Perry. You, you know, you, at least you, you're doing something good with that with that Medea money, other than paying Tito Ortiz. Who did he play Tito Ortiz? Is that who got him in shape? And Tito, Tito Ortiz was a Medea boo too, bro. <laughs> he had Tito he Ortiz. plays he plays his best friend in the Medea movies. As so much as, idiot and racial shit Tito Ortiz said. Bro. Ortiz said. He got, <laughs> how, I mean, how how did how did he read the lines? Because he can't read. Did they have an earpiece? And someone was saying, "Just repeat after me." Better actor Tito <laughs> Ortiz <laughs> or Jared Leto. <laughs> 
Jared, you know Jared Leto, man. Come on, man. <laughs> Tito Ortiz take take on the real idea of method acting. He's like, I'm gonna be myself while I play this role. <laughs> I ain't gonna disrespect Jared Leto like that. I, don't, okay. I ain't gonna disrespect no actors like that. Okay, okay. Michael B. Jordan or Tito Ortiz? <laughs> Michael B. Jordan. <laughs> you at least read. If you can read Paige, you're a better actor than Tito Ortiz. He's easily one of the dumbest people on earth, too. He's like, only- he got broke by Jenna. J- Jenna Jameson broke him mentally and emotionally. <laughs> Shout out to Jenna Jameson, sponsorship. <laughs> Fuck Jonathan Mattingly uh, for suing him. Um, you served a no-knock warrant. You guys kicked in somebody's door. They shot at you. That's that's part of the job that you signed up for, man. And and for you to be suing him and taking him to civil court is egregious. Elon Musk and Grimes had a baby. Or Grimes had a baby with Elon Musk. And they named it Aeon Flux or some <laughs> crazy shit like that. You wish it was Aeon Flux. It at least had some real letters in it. And not sigmas and gammas. So I think they named it after one of the, the, the algorithms that uh, Russell Crowe's schizophrenic character played on A Beautiful Mind. Wrote exactly. on the chalkboard. Some of the stuff that was on the chalkboard. I, you know what? They might as well just name it some of the alien lettering from Futurama. Futurama. Pretty sure they stole it from that, that gif uh, or from uh, The Hangover when, when your boy, uh, what's his name, was doing the mental math in the, in the, in the casino. What's the name? What's that dude's uh, name? Uh, Jack Galifianakis. Zach Galifianakis, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this magic moment. They should name their baby software update. They just assured that they, that baby going to be in private school his whole life. Yeah, he had a hell of a year, though. He, he smoked weed with Joe Rogan. Basically called out American capitalism that goes against his own interest on Twitter, talking about the only reason why we want to get in this war is so we can get access to these lithium deposits, you know what I'm saying, for our batteries. He's moving all the stuff out of California because he's, he's hating laws. He immediately supported Kanye West and, 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 and was somebody that Kanye West confided in about running for president. And, and then a, a week and a half ago or a couple weeks ago, he had a rocket that went up and uh, fell apart and fell to the ground and exploded real big. <laughs> he also had a pickup truck that did the same thing on stage. <laughs> Rudy Giuliani. Welp. That man keeps surviving. I'm saying, I don't know how he can go from state to state, get COVID, melt right in front of our eyes, and still be COVID. Felt like he's beaten it twice now, hasn't he? Yeah, that's what it seemed like. You know, the COVID, um, uh, dementia. Rudy Giuliani got more lives than that movie Cats, which is our next WTF. This year, the movie Cats came out, and that shit was <laughs> whack. Was this year? Okay, no, I'm lost. What the no, hell no. was Cats? Last time I seen my family, they went to go see that shit, and I was shocked. What's, what's it about? The, it, it was about a, to play Cats, but it did a worse job. It did a, and they had Idris Elba Ooh. dressed like a. <laughs> oh! And Jason Dorello oh. being the most sexual oh. cat out there. Pedro, you were complaining about um, them doing too much CGI for action scenes, man. That whole movie was a CGI. Yeah, it had all kind of CGI problems. You forgot to mention that. Sure. It had CGI problems. And this is in the movie theaters. I remember my niece telling me there are some parts where like the CGI didn't work and the actor just looked normal. A shout out to Judy Dench's ring, which apparently in one of the first iterations, you could still see her ring on her finger. Yeah, fuck Giuliani and fuck cats. Somebody give him a gas pill. 
He was farting on that conference. Yeah, he was oh, farting. He's farting in the conference. Oh, go back. Go back. You know, you can. <laughs> he farted have uncontrollable, uncontrollable flatulence. <laughs> I was sitting up there. I'm like, dude, you can look at the lady's face. Look, every time he pooped, every time he farted, the lady just look at him. I'm like, man, what kind of shit show are we living in? Giuliani had one of the best years ever because he's still, he's still, he's like Antoine Fisher. I'm still standing. I'm still strong. Nobody gonna tell him to drop his draws. Yeah, Nikki, Nikki, <laughs> Nigga. She was like, Nigga, come on in the house. Great. That movie make me laugh. I feel, I don't feel bad about it either. I never laugh. I cried and laugh in one movie. I cried. It was, it touched me with his story, but it made me laugh the whole way. Corner shoutouts. Cutty Corner shoutouts is our segment we end the show on. It's an opportunity for everyone to have a chance to complain about something, talk about what's been frustrating them, or highlight something that's been going on in the world that they want to just give a shout out, a positive shout out to. Um, aside from that, Cutty Corner shoutouts. It's time. <laughs> All right, Cutty Corner shout-outs. Cutty Corner shout-outs. Aaron, do you have a Cutty Corner shout-out? I do. My Cutty Corner shout-out goes out to fantasy sports. You know, it, it, fantasy sports has also helped make someone like uh, Robert Covington look good when he really isn't. You know, not that he can't add to a team, but he isn't that he isn't that great. A little bit to Jarrett, too, for changing our fantasy draft time, as he does every year. But during that time, during that first 36 hours of thinking the draft time is on a certain day, I did some research and Yahoo, Yahoo somehow thinks that a great NBA player like Pascal Siakam, Fred Van Fleet, and Jamal Murray are ranked in the lower 40s. They, according to Yahoo, they are not better players than Macau Bridges. Uh, is it Brandon Clark? Is that his name? I can't even, I don't even know the name of some of these guys. Brandon Clark, they're not better than P Michael Porter Jr., who was on Jamal Murray's team. Here's the crazy thing. According to Yahoo, LeBron James is the 43rd best player who actually fills up a stat sheet. Like, it's like, it doesn't make sense to me. I don't understand what's going on. How does a guy who fills up the stat sheet in every category, uh, did it last year, was second in MVP voting, won the finals MVP, somehow was ranked 43 behind the likes of TJ Warren. E.J. Warren, for Christ's sake. Hell, Seth Curry's behind Andre Drummond. What is going on in the world? Kevin Durant, <laughs> you can say his injury. You can say his injuries might slow down his ranking, right? But he should be more ranked more than one point higher than Mitchell Robinson, the center for the Knicks. Who the <laughs> hell is Mitchell Robinson, dude? I'm going into this draft blindfolded. Is there a way that I could do a live draft but still let the computer pick all my picks? I'm just going to sit there and watch it. And in fact, no, I'm going to make sure the computer don't pick these people. I got to be on to make sure none of these weak <laughs> are on my team. Yeah! And that nigga owe me $5. Pietro, Pietro, do you have a Cutty Corner shout-out? I'm going to give a Cutty Corner shout-out to Christmas and Chippy. You know you're going to have an influx of, especially this year with coronavirus and everything, Everybody's stuck in their house. We're all watching the internet, seeing what's new to all the new fans. And y'all still shopping. Y'all ain't get y'all $1,200 check. 
I don't understand how somebody, people are shopping, sending all this stuff, and we damn near ain't got no jobs. I don't know where they're getting this money from. I guess they're getting it from the gig economy. I don't know. But logistics, you need equipment. You need uh, employees. You need to move your union to the side so you can actually do some work or even pay them union wages. Man, this has been back. I've had a flashback with the um, delivery industry this year because it's, it's got back to where, oh, we didn't know Trump. We didn't know uh, uh, Christmas was coming. We didn't know we, we were going to have this pandemic. Uh, yes, you did. They're not prepared. The docks are full of mail. They're full of gifts. Um, but I'll just, I'll just give my cutty corner shout out to the shippers uh, at USPS. They're not doing a good job this year. Well, they're underfunded due, due to a uh, pandemic being uh, politicized. Exactly. <laughs> Understamped and underfunded. underfunded. They're underfunded because they got the CEO of XPO in there trying to make, make some deals instead of doing a good old fashioned uh, government service. For everybody, it's our taxpayer dollars. It's not. It's not no damn. Uh, it's ain't no damn UPS. I saw the the postal service drive up in a U-Haul truck the other day. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> One could kind of shout out is uh, you know again uh, thank you guys for having me on and the other thing you know thank you for the support. I've been podcasting for almost a year. It'll be a year in January, and I've just been. Uh, very overwhelmed by the support, whether direct or indirect, uh, the, the retweets on Twitter, you know, just hearing different podcasts like you, y'all's and others, uh, people just kind of telling their stories and just talking about not just the things that they talk about, but just, um, you know, podcasting in general, just their ups or downs, learning different lessons and stuff like that. I've really been uh, blessed to hear those things. So that's uh, one. Um, my other one, uh, just real quick, um, I'm just really tired of people who take Twitter way too serious. You know, <laughs> nine times out of 10, people are there for the jokes. And, you know, if you hear it, if you see a joke, don't try to tell somebody, hey, you know, maybe you could do X. Shut the fuck up. It's a joke. Okay. <laughs> scroll past it or scroll past it or laugh. I mean, like enough. Yes. Okay. Yes. But yeah, that's, that's, that's all I got for Cutty Corner shout outs. But again, I appreciate it, guys. Um, Merry Christmas, happy holidays, you know, uh, stay safe, man. Rondo Calrissian, do you have a Cutty Corner shout out? Well, I guess I'll piggyback on Piedro. I'm going to say, I'm going to thank all the truckers out there, frontline workers, you know, the Postal Service, all those UPS and FedEx people, uh, anybody that's out there on the roads, I'm going to thank them because they are working hard. It's just, there's a, there's a mess at the top, and they're just doing what they can. So I thank you guys. And uh, I did want to say, it's not really a cutty corner, but I did want to say, Pedro, are you, uh, or ask, are you going to get a vaccination since you are a trucker? Are you considered a frontline worker? Well, um, you know, I'm, I'm not sure if they're going to give it to us, but if, if they do take it, I'm going to show them a card that I'm um, actually Mormon. <laughs> and I'm Mormon, Muslim, and Jehovah. Over witness. I mixed the th- three together. I got my card. So uh, I'm trying to avoid it. You know, you ain't putting that in, you ain't putting that shot in me. No, but you're not going to give me that shot. No, no, you get away from me with that needle.
I think they're going to give Pedro that shot that they gave the people in the Tuskegee experiment. <laughs> I, I know I do stuff naturally. You know, I, I make love naturally to strippers. So I'm not I'm not going to sit up there and take you no know, vaccination. I don't know what's in that vaccination. My <laughs> mother told me she was okay. He had sex with my mama. Well, well thank, thank you for your frontline service. So that, that's what I was getting at. <laughs> My Cutty Corner shout out, um, I guess it's uh, it goes out to just being grateful and thankful for uh, for although we, we, we had a, a really crazy year, I think uh, going over the list and uh, just counting the blessings you have in your own life, uh, you'll find there's things to still be grateful and 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 uh, thankful for and uh, maybe continue to find those blessings and those things in our lives that allow us to uh, have gratitude. Cause I think that's one of the main things that we should, uh, you know, express through all the hard work, through all the trials and tribulations is the positives that, that we can hopefully have gratitude and uh, be happy about and, and find our, find our joy. Um, and although there's been a lot to not be necessarily stimulate our joy uh, this, this year, um, I think that, you know, we can always still find find those things as long as we're not getting too caught up in the in the hype, which is so easy to do nowadays. And also just getting caught up in the woe is me and the the, the entitlement that that America has bred into us uh, to be entitled to expect more than what is just reasonable or rational at times. So stay resolute, stay rational, stay humble and find find the things that that are your blessings and find those things that you can be grateful for, because uh, that will that will definitely color your lenses throughout life. If you're able to do that. Uh, aside from that, that is our show, my friends. Um, have have a happy new year, everyone. Happy new year. Uh, any final words? This is our last show of 2020. I, 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 I used to do heroin. I took that needle. <laughs> oh, uh, what, what happened? <laughs> about yeah. uh, I was gonna say, um, you know, for people, uh, people who take the wait, shot, Aaron, take the shot. <laughs> <laughs> people waiting for 2020 to end know that 2021 is gonna start off just like 2020 ending, so don't be too crazy. Stay safe, don't go out having no big New Year's Eve parties. Hey guys, like before, enjoy enjoy what you have now. Um, 2020 personally was really tough for me because I had two, I lost two family members. Just enjoy the company you have with your family now. And if one family member is a little nuts and crazy, hey, suggest mental health. Get them, get that person some mental health and do all you can do. They still keep staying crazy, they keep acting crazy. It's in God's hands. I'm just going to piggyback on what uh, these other guys said. Just stay away from people till you get that needle. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, uh, we're, we're almost through it, but uh, but just hang on just a little bit longer. But uh, yeah, have a, have a blessed uh, end of 2020 and a blessed beginning of 2021. Yeah. You know, in 88, me and Aaron used to share needles. <laughs> <laughs> Is that true? <laughs> oh god, man, we was thirteen. You know, man. <laughs> y'all, y'all was over there talking about. I feel good. <laughs> y'all was hanging out with James Brown. <laughs> <laughs> 
thank you for listening to the show. Uh, keep tapping in with us. Check out our Patreon page if you want to hear our quick hitters. If you enjoyed the style of our quick hitters from this episode, uh, make sure you check tap in with our Patreon. Um, aside from that, uh, have a blessed end of 2020. Have a blessed 2021. Um, I think if anything we've learned in Black uh, in in uh, 2020, it's that uh, the world would treat you as such. You're a black. You're a black boy. And I think we all Come felt on, like man. that day. <laughs> Shout out to Jason, not drunk Jason. Shout out Jason. <laughs> Keep Oprah's thanks. <laughs> All right, y'all. Well, we we will leave you with this. Jeremy, you got me going out here at night. Outcast, comprised of members of Antoine Big Boy Patton and Andre Three Thousand Benjamin, entered hip hop in the early 1990s. A time where hip-hop was fixated on the growing tension between Northeastern and Western Coast rap artists. While the Northeast and West Coasts focused on each other, Southern hip-hop artists like Outkast crept through hip-hop's back door, a stirring re-rendering to the Jim Crow narratives that paved the way for the contemporary Southern black folks. Outkast's music pushes the limits of Southernness and its proximity to black cultural experience. Rather than considering the South's relationship to the future as oxymoronic, Outcast fuses possibilities of the future together, like grits and eggs, collard greens and fat back, Martin Luther King and the mountain top. As I argue in my forthcoming book on Outcast, chronicling Stanconia, King's metaphorical mountaintop serves as the apex for racial equality and inclusion. But the mountaintop is not flat. <laughs> I need to listen Man, to that so whole thing. <laughs> that is so beautiful. Him and that hip hop lady need to get together. <laughs> oh, I need him and do, I need him and Rachel Dolezal to do a reading together. <laughs> a DC universe man they need whoever did the Batman movies with Christian Bill Christopher Nolan yeah you need to go back and do each each one of their characters individually do not cross the universe yeah it don't what, work it don't work because they're too they're too powerful what if we get Michael Bay to do the next the Black Panther movie Michael Bay is a run Transformers for Pedro don't please don't talk about that <laughs> No, we do have Michael Bay do the next DC superhero, and instead of uh, Superman shooting lasers out of his eyes, he shoots missiles. If Michael Bay did the next Black Panther movie, somehow he would have all the uh, vibranium blowing up. It, it's, it's somehow he'll blow up a real house in Africa just to prove his point. Exactly. Hey man, exactly. this is the biggest house in Africa. We blew it up. <laughs> I want them to get one of them uh, Nigerian directors where people be dying super dramatically. <laughs> just <laughs> that one dude got shot and then started breakdancing and then finally laid down and died. <laughs> oh my god. I said you that quick. Oh, I think yeah. I said y'all that quick. Yeah. Come on, man. No, I've seen that. Yeah, I've seen <laughs> my homeboy Anthony Sims. Shout out, shout He's... out to Dark Gemini sponsorship. Oh man, he started breakdancing and then laid down and died. It's a shame. <laughs> well, uh, any final things you guys like to see out of the Black Panther series or uh, I, I want to see Michael B. Jordan make a comeback in it. <laughs> I might talk a lot of shit, but I would like to see him in it. And just, I mean, I need more, 
You know, it's, it's sort of like, you know, like that, like Bird said when he, when Magic, after Magic retired the first time and Bird said, I had no reason to play. I couldn't get up no more. <laughs> I can't get on the podcast no more if I don't see Michael, Michael B. Jordan in more movies. Like, I need him. <laughs> I need Drake to keep listen, getting listen, pregnant. Look, I need these things. AG3, listen, uh, if Michael B. Jordan, if he stopped, there is still reason to podcast Mia Khalifa. <laughs> Oh, that's true. Yeah, and, that's true. And Ben Roethlisberger is still playing. <laughs> ben Roethlisberger ben don't keep me on the podcast. It keep me. It, it keeps me uh, contacting women shelters and making sure everybody okay and they got enough money. <laughs> it keeps me donating my money to women shelters in the Pittsburgh area. Or Tahoe, or Tahoe bathroom area. Or Tahoe bathrooms. It's like, hey man, keeps me, keeps me like, man, between Roethlisberger and Chuck Berry, no women's bathroom is safe. Man, for real. <laughs> the ghost of Chuck Berry brother. still haunts every woman's restroom. If they, if, they, if they ever get together, if they ever get together, I'm going to tell women, hey man, just pee in a cup in the car for now long. I'm telling everybody in my family, pee in the cup. I'm rolling around with that. We were not visiting no, no bathroom, man. Somehow Roethlisberger and Chuck Berry, uh, they together. <laughs>